Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, November 12th, and this is your FT News Briefing. U.S. private equity firm Cerberus is pushing for big changes at Deutsche Bank. WeWork has talked to a high-profile candidate as part of its search for a new chief executive, and a bio proposal on the table for Walgreens could break a private equity deal record. Plus, I check in with the FT's George Parker about the run-up to the U.K.'s general election. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. U.S. private equity group Cerberus wants Deutsche Bank to show Paul Ackleitner the door. Sources tell the FT that the German bank's third-largest shareholder has lost faith in Deutsche's chairman and is pushing for him to be replaced. These sources say that the U.S. private equity group started to question his role back in April, after Deutsche aborted its merger talks with German rival Commerzbank, and Mr. Ackleitner endorsed shutting down the talks. Along with being a top Deutsche shareholder, Cerberus is the second-largest shareholder in Commerzbank. But Cerberus isn't the only one frustrated with Mr. Ackleitner. Deutsche's other big shareholders have expressed an increasingly negative view of Mr. Ackleitner's performance in informal talks they've held. Those shareholders include members of the Qatari royal family, funds managed by former J.P. Morgan Chase executive Doug Bronstein, and asset manager BlackRock. Walgreens Boots Alliance is contemplating what would be the biggest private equity takeover ever. Private equity group KKR has approached the $70 billion drugstore chain with a buyout proposal. It comes just three years after KKR sold the last of its shares in Walgreens from a previous buyout. Sources tell the FT that this bid was outlined in a document shared with the company's board. But KKR would need to collaborate with other investors to pull off this record-breaking deal. This kind of club deal was popular during the last private equity boom. Take the previous record set by the buyout of TXU in 2007. It was a $45 billion acquisition, but TXU fell into bankruptcy seven years later. And it looks like WeWork's biggest investor, SoftBank, is looking at someone it already knows to take the keys to the corner office. WeWork has held talks with John Ledger about becoming the next head of the company. Mr. Ledger is the chief executive of T-Mobile USA and has also been on the other side of the table from SoftBank when it came to a deal to merge T-Mobile with Sprint, which is controlled by the Japanese group. Sources tell the FT that Mr. Ledger is one of several candidates under consideration for the WeWork job, and it's unclear whether he will end up in the role. Co-CEOs Artie Minson and Sebastian Gunningham have been heading the company since co-founder Adam Newman stepped down in September. And here's a story we're following. We're exactly a month away from the UK's general election, and we've already seen some major changes, both when it comes to key players and key issues. The FT's George Parker runs through the things shaping the campaigns and how parties are reacting. Well, this has been very much framed as a Brexit election. You know, Brexit is the over arching theme of this election, but at the same time, other issues have come into play, as you'd expect. The state of Britain's National Health Service, the economy, with uh, both the main parties, Labour and the Conservatives, vying with each other of who can spend the most money on rebuilding Britain's creaking infrastructure. And of course, as you get with all election campaigns, there's been a series of mistakes and gaffes by leading politicians, which has illuminated the first week or so. Now, Nigel Farage and his Brexit party are still expected to make an impact 
but not quite in the same way that we had expected. Why is that, George? Well, Nigel Farage's Brexit party is the party that emerged from the ashes of the UK Independence Party, led by Nigel Farage. And Nigel Farage had threatened to run 600 candidates, virtually a candidate in every seat in the United Kingdom, because he said that Boris Johnson's Brexit deal was brino, Brexit in name only, and would leave Britain still in some way dependent on the EU and not breaking free from the shackles, as he sees it, of the European Union. So he was threatening to run 600 candidates. And then what we've heard this week is Nigel Farage saying instead of running 600 candidates, he's actually only going to be running 300 candidates. And he's going to be standing down his candidates in all the seats currently held by Boris Johnson's Conservative Party. He says that's because he wants to avoid splitting the vote and therefore letting in parties which oppose Brexit. So that's good news for Boris Johnson. But I think he would prefer it if uh, Nigel Farage pulled out of this election altogether, including in seats that Boris Johnson has to win off the Labour Party, because really, those are the key battleground seats. Now, on Monday, UK GDP numbers came out and they were, to be frank, less than stellar. Um, How is the economy influencing this election? Well, most elections, as you know, in most countries are determined by the economy. One of the interesting factors of the British election in 2019 is that so far, at least, the economy appears to be one of the less preoccupying factors for voters. So um, I was looking at the issue the voters care most about at the moment. Brexit comes easily top of the list, followed by the National Health Service, and then followed in equal third place by the economy and the environment. And what's been interesting over the last few months is the economy has become less important to voters and the environment has become more important, as we've seen some of these Extinction Rebellion demonstrations, for example. But nevertheless, it's the backdrop for all elections. And um, as you say, Britain's economy is slowing. It's been hit by Brexit uncertainty, and certainly the economy would start to pick up, I think, if the uncertainty of Brexit were to be removed. But that seems a distant prospect at the moment. George, have you and your team talked to voters and gotten a sense about One, how they feel about this election, and two, if they're just kind of fatigued by this entire process, and how is that impacting the the way they they might vote? Well, the one thing is that we've had a number of elections and referendums in this country in the last few years, a general election in 2015, a European referendum in 2016, another general election in 2017, and now this election in 2019. So there's certainly election fatigue creeping in. And certainly what what you get when you speak to voters is that almost the first thing they say is, we just want to get Brexit done. It's not like Brexit, even for the Brexiteers anymore, is some sort of bright, shining national destiny. It's more of a, a millstone around the neck of the country. And it's no coincidence that the Conservative Party's election slogan is the rather unambitious, get Brexit done, because that's what the voters are saying. They want to get Brexit out of the way. And it's probably the strongest message that Boris Johnson has in this, this campaign, because if you vote for Boris Johnson and the Conservative Party, they at least have a clear proposal to get a Brexit deal through and end the country's agonies, at least temporarily, because of course, then we'll be straight into a negotiation with the EU on what sort of trade deal we're going to have. On the other hand, the all of the other opposition parties are committed in one way or another to having a referendum on Brexit. So that will certainly extend the, uh, the, the country's sort of divisions on Brexit for at least another six months, maybe possibly quite a bit longer. So that's quite a big choice facing the electorate. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be following Donald Trump. The U.S. president will make a potentially market-moving speech on trade and economic policy at the Economic Club of New York. 
This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.